Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's me, Dracky Bam Bam. King Dracula spelled backwards. I do everything that rocks on the radio dial, and you're listening to a guy who truly rocks. He's starting a revolution. I'm talking about my friend Matt Porter on Monco Radio, where music and minds meet. Now turn it up. I just moved in my new house today. Moving was hard, but I got squared away. Bell started ringing and changed right aloud. I knew I'd moved in a haunted house. Still, I made up in my mind to stay. Hey, look what I found in the Monco Radio storage closet. Wow, it's a dusty box full of records. Cool! ACDC, Motley Crue, Kiss. This stuff is great. What's this one? It's heavy, like twice as heavy as the rest of them. Look, it says right here, scratched in the vinyl, Sammy Kerr. Sammy Kerr? He was big back in the 80s. My dad was a fan. I heard he was supposed to play here at Monco, but he was killed in a freaky fire or something. Let's listen to it. Kiss Army, you wanted the best and you got it. I am Matt Porter and we are live in the Kiss Room broadcasting directly to you from Montco Radio at Montgomery County Community College. A beautiful day here on the campus of Montco. We have a jam-packed show for you today. I'm going to be talking to Danny Dahl, bass player from the band Wicked. We're going to be talking about their new music video. Keith Valancourt from Rhino Records is going to be calling in to talk about the Gene Simmons box set. We might even talk to Dracula himself. It is Hallow Weekend, and we're kicking it off right now with your new favorite band, which is Wicked. This is a song actually called All-American Rock and Roller. And you're in the Kiss Room on Monco Radio, where music and minds meet. Come on. 
right, Kiss Army. That was Wicked. Now we're waiting for a call from Danny Dahl, the bass player of Wicked. He's going to be calling in and talking to us about. They have a new video coming out. We're gonna. They actually let it drop today, and we're going to share that link uh, coming up. And hopefully, he's going to be uh, calling in any minutes. And obviously, while we're waiting for him to call, I do want to send a bunch of shout outs. People that shared the link, people who said they're listening. Joseph Belly, Mikhail Burel, Candy Burton posted a ton of cool pictures. Javier Boaster, Craig Bauer, he posted a, a cool thing on his Instagram. It's uh, Kispirational on Instagram. you got to check that out. David Cathy, Brian Duck, Billy Davis from Unmasked. We're going to talk about his event coming up. Joe Favoroso, Jason Gallinger, Chris Goff, and Kenny Burton, both from the Kiss World podcast, shared the link for me. Steve Javorski out in Pittsburgh, PA. Dottie Jones, Greg Johnson, Kevin King is tuned in right now. Danielle Kamarek, Tony Mann up in New York City. Kat Mara, of course, getting ready for the Kiss Cruise. Mike Mayocker, who's got his Kiss Room buttons and his PodKiss buttons ready for the cruise. Britton Mitchell from the Kiss Cosplay Group. Mike Moon, Anthony Owens, John Phillips is tuned in right now. Kalen Provo is listening right now. Hashtag Kiss Room Friday. Eileen Pompey, Sonny Hollywood Pooney, Lori Rosaf, Kenneth Roy, Brian Speck, Chris Simcoe, Mike Simcoe, Ken J. West, Christine Carlson Wolf, aka Christine the Button Queen, Jim and Diana Zagel, which you can hear. Uh, we don't have the Kiss Room house band today. The uh, we have uh, let's see, Peter Arquette shared it from the KissAsylum.com website. Eric and Judy Wisniewski from the Electric Crush, which you hear every Tuesday night on WMCK. You can tune in on the TuneIn app, same as what we have here. Eric Miller and Craig Smith from Pods and Sods. Jerry Geloff and American Dave from Bad Cop, Bad Cop Podcast shared the link. I appreciate that. Joe Polo and Jody Havnot from Podcast Rock City. Gary Schaller and, of course, the Podfather Ken Mills from the Podkist. Bob Brodsky, which happy birthday, Bob, celebrating a birthday today. AJ Zonin, Anthony Porter, and Amy Porter all shared the link. So I'll tell you what, what we're going to do is we're going to get Danny Dahl on the line. In the meantime, I'm going to premiere. This is their new song. It's called High Roller. You're going to love it here in the Kiss Room on Mako Radio, where music and minds meet.
That's right, Kiss Army. Now, look, if I didn't get you psyched up on a Friday, the Friday of Hollow Weekend, I don't know what else I got for you. Two great songs from Wicked. That, of course, is their new song, High Rollery. There's a video for it. I'm going to post the link in the blog. If you go to the blog page on thekissroom.com, you can find it. And I should have on the phone right now, Danny Dahl. Are you there? Hey, what's up, brother? How's it going? <laughs> Fantastic. I'm so glad we got a hold of you. So, look. The brand new single is out. The video is out. I met you guys last year at the New Jersey Kiss Expo. And I remember when you guys came walking in. First of all, everybody in the place knew right away <laughs> that you were something cool because you guys have the over-the-top look. Everybody's going to see the video. If they're not aware of how cool you guys look, they're going to see it in the new video. But the thing was, without <laughs> even hearing a note, everybody in that place knew that you guys were something cool. Talk about that. Talk about the band. Talk about how a young guy like yourself can be doing something so over the top in the year 2017. Oh, man, that's awesome. We had such a blast there, New Jersey Kiss Expo. It was awesome. Um, you know, it's like me and the guys, we got together, and it's, you know, it's just that drive for, uh, you know, like wanting to feel something like extreme and fun and getting out there and like, you know, letting our expression out. It's, you know, it's a rock and roll thing. We grew up on it and, uh, you know, we're big dreamers. We're, uh, you know, we're over the top, you know, we're people who need to have free spirits and we're out there and we're doing our thing and expressing it the way that we know, you know what I mean? It's like full leather clad, uh, you know, street rock and roll punk edge, but with that big, you know, over the top, larger than life, you know, rock and roll lifestyle. It's, you know, it's, it's all about making a big noise and, you know, uh, showing people what it really means to like go out and enjoy yourselves. You know, it, we don't have that too much nowadays. So it's it's kind of like a you know expression against society nowadays. Well, you know, it's funny because obviously anybody that goes and watches your new video, it starts off with the classic MTV World premiere animation. That's right. And I'll tell you, when I watched it, first of all, I thought, man, remember when MTV was cool? But second of all, the fact <laughs> is that then it comes on and you guys look like rock stars. I mean, there's a whole look. I think when you look around, you see most bands. They don't look so cool. Plus the fact you got the whole outfit, there's a uniform look in the band, and I swear there's no doubt that you guys probably did more sit-ups in the last day than I've done in 20 years because everybody's in great shape. And look, ladies, if you're listening, your new heroes are in Wicked. You guys are all handsome guys. It's like, you know, there's a whole look to it, but yet the sound is great. The songs are cool, and it definitely harkens back to them like more of a 70s, 80s kind of vibe. Talk about how you get into all that. Oh, I, I appreciate that, man. I mean, it means a lot. You know, we grew up on that 70s, 80s rock and roll, um, you know, listening to Kiss, David Bowie, Thin Lizzy, uh, Alice Cooper since we were young. And it, we, we love the big show, you know. We, we like that, you know, when you go to a show like that and they used to watch a 70s band, you know, you got your money's worth. You know, it was theatrical and it was good music. And, you know, we don't want to do anything less for our fans. Uh, we want them to come to a show and we want them to have, like, you know, the time of their lives and, uh, you know, see a spectacle at the same time. So, Well, I know a lot of your fans are tuned in because I saw that you had shared the post. Thanks a million. And a lot of your fans were commenting. And, of course, Don Garofalo, he posted right away, these guys are the real deal. And I think everybody knows it, and especially like we let off the show with two songs. So talk about that high roller, brand new video dropping today. A couple websites have already put it out. I know if people go to thekissroom.com, look at the demos page. The link is there, as well as links to your Facebook. And it says the website is actually under construction. But talk about that. You got a new video. Talk about making it, and you know, oh, how do you get that look? Man, the video for high roller was just, it was amazing to make. It was a blast. Um, 
you know, we, <laughs> we wanted that 70s look. Uh, it's in everything we do. You know, we, we've recorded, you know, uh, white vinyl in the past. Everything's been live. Um, you know, we're pushing the fact that, you know, we're not going to go up there and just press a space bar on a computer and, you know, <laughs> people are going to go crazy. It's not like that anymore. You know what I mean? We're bringing it back. We're bringing back musicianship and energy and passion. So we did that in our video. You know, we got this big blacked out floor, wall, ceiling, like factory. It was actually a bowling ball factory a friend of ours had. <laughs> and, you know, we worked with Anthony Owens, a great professional artist. He's really amazing with it. He, he, you know, he understood what we wanted to do. And we, we somehow stumbled upon this place, and it had a stage in it. It had gotten shut down in the past you know, a couple of years, and it's been sitting there. And the stage like, had a reminiscent vibe to like, you know, Kiss Alive like, in a way. And it was like, man, this is perfect. Let's hang some you know, can lights in here and get the fog going and like, just do our thing. You know? And it, it was so funny because... You know, at first, like, you know, our uh, videographers were like, well, you know, we'll, we'll bring in some bottles of water to spray you guys down and make it look like you're sweaty. <laughs> and we just laughed about it because we knew as soon as we got in there, it wasn't even, like, warm. And we were just, like, you know, working our asses off. And it was just, like, pouring sweat. And it looked like a live show because that's how we do it, you know. It, you know, all the jumps and, like, the spins and running around stage in seven-inch platform heels, you know. I, you know, we, we say it all the time, like, let's see another band do it nowadays. You know what I mean? We're bringing it all. We're bringing it every time we go out there. So it was an awesome time. And, you know, the video came out great. We're really excited about it. And we haven't released anything since we started, you know, purposefully because we wanted to build up the anticipation. And, you know, we wanted to show that, you know, we're a live band and we're not just, you know, making something that's not real. And, you know, High Roller. We went up there and we played it like a hundred times and videoed it, you know, and uh, and that's what it is. It's live music, you know, live entertainment. Well, you know, so what kind of schedule do you have for live shows coming up? Obviously, you got the new video dropping, and then there's a bunch of songs recorded. Is the album available yet, or what's the story with that? But like I said, we got a white live vinyl out um, with our Life Alive set list uh, available out there, and right now. Um, after the video, we're working on some, you know, new recordings and we've been in talks with a couple of people and one producer in particular, and, you know, things are kind of evolving and soon there's going to be an announcement. We're really working on something good here. Um, but we definitely want to make sure that it's quality and that it's what the fans deserve and what we deserve. Cause you know, nowadays the music business is hard and, uh, you know, it's not like back in the day and a lot of people go out and, you know, they kind of sell themselves short and uh you know we we've got a big dream and uh we work hard you know we're hard working rock and rollers and uh we're definitely going to take it to the top so we're going to do it right and uh we're going to take our time doing that but in the near future there's a lot of cool things coming out and you can expect some music coming out too See, I, I've got to imagine, and it's really one of the reasons why I think a lot of the KISS fans that listen every week are going to dig this, is you have that work ethic along with the idea of doing something much bigger. And I think, I mean, KISS has always said they're going to give you more than you expect, and they don't want to look like a bunch of slobs rolling onto the stage. So that whole look that you guys have is so refreshing al alongside with killer tracks that I think... It really does. I said it before, but it takes me back to a time when the music was much different. You know, obviously when I was growing up, it sounds like what I listened to in 1983, 1975, whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's great. And I think that's, that's, I think, even the fact that you're walking around the big platform heels, you know, there is that.
that kiss kind of vibe. So obviously, I mean, look, I'm going to just say it, but what's your, what's your history? When did you discover kiss and things like that? We are on the kiss room. So all hardcore kiss fans are tuned in right now. <laughs> oh man. It's, it's crazy. I remember, I remember myself, all the boys in the band have a different story, but I was sitting in, uh, you know, my first year of high school and we had this whole thing where we had to go to, you know, these certain classes. And I had this, like, class in the computer room, and it was just terrible. It was brutal. I just wanted to get out because, you know, you know you're, you're a kid. you got long hair. You know, you're wearing your cowboy boots and, you know, your Chelsea Beetle boots to school every day with your skin-tight pants. And no one looks like you. You just want to break free. You know you don't belong there. You know what I mean? And, uh and instead of doing my work on the computer, I'm just sitting there listening to a bunch of songs, and here comes Deuce comes on, and I'm like, oh, fuck, this is crazy. <laughs> this is, you know, this is what I want to do, you know. Um, but since then, you know, we've been big fans, and, you know, it's in the, you know, makeup and material of who we are, you know, along with other of the great 70s bands. And, you know, now we're doing Kiss Expos, you know, the New Jersey one, and we got some a cool announcement coming up for another one in the near future down in Atlanta. And it's just, you know, it's being part of that family, people who understand, you know, and are excited about the same thing and you bond and, you know, you have a ball, you have a great time. So, you know, you guys are going to be a big hit down at that one in Atlanta because that's going to be off the charts. I mean, obviously everybody's talking about Vinnie Vincent's going to be there. Robert Fleischman's going to be there. I mean, the the guests like Big Big John Hart's going to be there. I mean, there's going to be this huge amount of cool stuff happening. Joe Polo from Podcast Rock City is going to be there broadcasting live. You're going to talk to him. But, I mean, I think it's going to be one of those things where when when you, again, the same way we experienced it in New Jersey, when you guys come walking in that room, people are going to go like, wow, look at these guys. And now they heard him here on the Kiss Room. So it's, you know, it's all good. But really give a shout out also to the rest of your band. I know Chad Michael is lead vocal. Scotty V's lead guitar and Gunner's on the drums. Now you and Chad are brothers, right? Yeah, that's right. Everybody thinks we're twins, and <laughs> sometimes we just go with it, but because it's easier. Um, <laughs> and then the other guys kind of look like twins too. But yeah, yeah, we're brothers, and uh, you know, we met Scotty uh, actually over the internet. It's really funny. Uh, you know, back when we were first starting, it was like you know we just got to find like the prettiest, most androgynous looking guitarist and. <laughs> You know, sure enough, it was kind of like being on Tinder, but for a bandmate. And it was like, there he is, like, on GlamNation.com, like, and he happened to live near us. So it's pretty cool. And, you know, Gunner joined the band, and he's added, like, such a, you know, an essence of, like, hard-hitting, you know, rhythm section and just excitement. He, he's he got all the moves, but yet still plays and locks down on the song. It's It's awesome. It's exciting. And, like... You know, we're just a bunch of, like, friends, you know, like, having a great time, too. We all live together now, and, you know, we get to practice, and we've got a house for ourselves, and, you know, and then we travel around all the time in our van, and it's it's rock and roll, you know, it's the way it's supposed to be. Um, you know, four guys just making music and having a good time, you know what I mean? And, and we dream big, you know, it's the biggest thing about us is, you know, we don't want to settle. You know, we know that, you know, the sky's the limit, and no one can tell us otherwise, so... So you're all living together now. It's the rock and roll life kind of, you know, that you're doing. But, yeah, you all look pretty healthy. So I'm thinking that you're probably, you know, probably doing more sit-ups and push-ups than any other kind of rocking stuff in that house. But <laughs> yeah, it's, it's great. Uh, my brother and I, we're, we're actually old-school hockey players. And, uh, you know, we, we put the guys through a, a brutal workout every uh, every day. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a routine. Like you said, it's hard work, you know. 
a lot of people don't see like the work that goes into it behind the scenes. You know, they hear those stories, those cliche stories. You know, it's rock and roll. Uh, you know, it's this and that. But you know, if you wanna you wanna do something, you wanna be proud and like you know honor what you do. You gotta you gotta put the work in, and uh, you know we do it. Everything from you know workouts and you know, writing our music and playing live, you know, it all goes into it and it's, it's got to be a full-time thing. You know, sometimes you'll play a club day and it's like, there's, you know, not that many people there, but you got to play like it's Madison Square Garden, you know, if you don't, that's the day that you lose it. You know what I mean? So I, th- I think all KISS fans, KISS fans have heard that story, no matter what, that it was the garden. And Peter said this was the garden. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, with that in mind, I mean, who? What's the songwriting process like? Who writes the songs? What inspires you to write these days? Oh man, it's it's so great. We have such good, such a great. We're lucky to have the chemistry that we have with the group. Um, we sit down together, all four of us, and our manager Bob Aquaviva, and it's like it's like a big team, and it's exciting to write. It's you know, we'll get together every week. And, you know, we'll sit down and we'll make arrangements for songs off of ideas. But, like, ideas just come, you know, with our lifestyle of, you know, being fun and getting out there and, like, enjoying ourselves. Right now, we're broadcasting in from Salem, Massachusetts. You know, what a better place to do it. We're just at the House of Seven Gables. And, you know, we're kind of enjoying our, you know, release of the video and immersing ourselves in, like, the culture and rock and roll and spreading the news, hitting the streets, handing out flyers and you know, things like that really inspire us. We come back, we come back for a show or a tour and, you know, we'll be all excited and we'll have some song ideas and we'll, you know, start writing them down and working on them together, all five of us. So, so everybody needs to go to, uh, it's the Facebook is facebook.com, the band wicked. And the new website is actually wicked rock and roll official.com. Uh, I think the Facebook seems to be the most up to date. So obviously if fans go to facebook.com slash the band wicked. Now, when you were coming up with the name of the band, did you ever think that when you Google the name wicked, the, the Broadway play takes about the first hundred pages. So it's like, uh, <laughs> you know, you, I always, I, I put the links on my, I put a, the video on the blog and I actually put the actual links on there so people can find it real easy the uh so everybody go to the kissroom.com when we're done here you can see the video you can see these guys in action yeah and shout out to your to your manager bob he's the one that hooked us up for this interview and, uh, and i'm thrilled that he allowed us to kind of help premiere the video today oh absolutely so any last minute shout outs i know a lot of wicked fans are tuned in you want to give a shout out to anybody and we'll we'll uh, let you go Oh, we just want to say to all our fans, thanks for the support. We really appreciate it. And, like, you know, keep it up. You know that it keeps us on the road. It keeps us excited to see you out there at live shows. That's the most important thing. Get off your couch and have a good time. You know what I mean? It doesn't happen too too often these days. So get out there and enjoy yourselves. We appreciate you. Fantastic. Words to live by. Danny Dahl, thanks for calling in today. I really do appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. And we'll see you soon. Thanks a million. You're in the Kiss Room on Monaco Radio, where music and minds meet. Hey, this is Mark Slaughter, and you're listening to the Kiss Room.
That's right, Kiss Army. That was Vinnie Vincent Invasion. We were just talking to Danny Dahl from Wicked. And obviously, they're going to be down at that Atlanta Expo coming up in January. And Mark Fleischman, or Robert Fleischman, and Vinnie Vincent will be there. So who knows? You might even hear some of that. Now, what we're going to do now, if this works, we're going to open the crypt. Ooh. And with any luck, we should be able to talk to Dracula. Dracula, are you there? Yes, I am here, Matt Porter. Scary Matt Porter, how are you doing? I'm fantastic. Dracula, it's Halloween weekend. We're so psyched. We can't believe our luck. And uh, so tell us what's on your mind, Dracula. Well, you know, you guys reached out to me because I was actually in the movie Kiss Meets the Phantom. <laughs> I was one of the people in the horror of chambers, remember? Chamber of Thrills, lame old man, yes. real lame. Yes, it was, it was quite a thing, you know. No other KISS podcast has wanted to interview me about my work with that movie, but I understand you want to talk about that. So tell us, Dracula, what kind of memories do you have of making KISS meets the Phantom of the Park, the greatest TV movie of all time? Well, I'll tell you, it did, uh, it did, uh, you know, it, it really was a graveyard smash. It, it really was something quite big. The, it was off the hook, as they say, uh, off the chain. The ratings were fantastic. At that time, you know, Halloween was a big movie and nobody wanted to hear from the monsters like the Wolfman and Dracula and then that, that big shot, uh, Bigfoot. Remember him? He was everywhere. And nobody wanted to hear too much from Dracula and Frankenstein, but Kiss, Kiss, they, they had us in their movie. And at the time, Kiss was probably the biggest band in the world at that moment, you know. The hottest band in the world. Yes, you couldn't, you know, I have a very pale skin. I can only be out, uh, but I would see the Kiss concerts at night. It was fun. I've always liked their music, you know. So, I've always wanted, you know, to sing a few of their songs, like that one from the Demon Gene Simmons. It's I'll See You Tonight. You know that song? Perfect, perfect. You know, I'll see you get bit outside. I'll see you get bit. I think that's a good one. <laughs> Uh, I know the Wolfman really likes Almost Human. He says it's almost his life story, you know. I wonder but if on Kiss, the, in the Gene Simmons vault, if we'll get Howlin' for Your Love, which would be perfect for the Wolfman. Oh, that would be something, I'll tell you right there. Kiss was uh, really good to work with on the set, you know. Uh, they, we, It, of course, was a closed set because we couldn't have... You know, the sunlight. We, we had to be indoors. And it, it, it was very interesting. The scariest part was seeing the stunt doubles. Now, that was some spooky stuff. So talk about that. I mean, obviously, the stunt doubles were in. There was robots. And uh, it was almost real. It was so real, it was unreal. It, it absolutely was unreal. But you know the scariest part of that movie, Matt? It was the script. <laughs> Even I, you know, I've been in some clunkers over the time, but when I read that script, it's like it's got no good ending. What's going on here? But it, it, it was kind of scary. And uh, I always wanted to work with Kiss again, to be honest with you. I, I, I feel that was one of the highlights of 1978. It was a very spooky Halloween night. Remember that night? Absolutely. You know what? It's funny. Kiss Meets the Phantom, I think, as much as uh, fans you know, talk about it, remember it, it really was fantastic back then. I mean, some people were uh, hiding under the, the sheets because it was so bad. 
but I think we all loved it, and we loved your work in that Dracula. Well, thank you very much. I, you know, I it it, it was quite the thrill to work with the very attractive Lisa Jane Persky. Now she was something. Let me tell you. And you know, they make the and fun the way they want. That's right. That's absolutely right. No one tells uh, what was his name, the the chopper, what to do, right? It's kind of like, don't put chopper in a corner, like baby in a corner, that sort of a thing. But uh, no, you know, I actually did in Europe, but not not many people know this. But uh, you know how everybody was doing disco in the late uh, 70s? You had the Bee Gees and you had the Rod Stewart and the Rolling Stone. Everybody was doing a disco song. I actually put out an album called Drac Goes Disco and I covered a Kiss song on it. Did you ever hear of it? What was it, Dracula? I was made for biting you, baby. <laughs> you were made for, you know, bleeding. It, it, was, a, it was a big uh, smash, uh, you know, over in Transylvania, graveyard smash once again. It, uh, you know, so, so bad it's good kind of a thing. <laughs> I'm not sure it was ever released here, maybe for good reason. Some things are better left dead. Ow! <laughs> but uh, but uh, Kiss was a joy. You know, you had the, the Peter Chris. He was the cat guy. And uh, Ace Fraley, he's from outer space. I'll tell you, that guy was always in character. Very loopy. And uh, there they was the demon and the star child but they were very nice guys to work with i'd work with them again i understand some people want a sequel i'll tell you that uh, dracula the wolfman and frankenstein are are ready to go if they ever make a sequel we will be there <laughs> uh you know when you think about it you you take a look at all these modern uh horror superstars and they've they're you know it's like the dress code has went way downhill right <laughs> i you know i guess that that i i could say that maybe we're to blame because you know i used to have the cape and the nice suit with the you know the the, the you know i had the lapels and and the dicky and everything and uh, I my, my satin cape and, and white gloves. And then Frankenstein, because he was the next monster, he wore a suit jacket, which was nice. But he did wear a tie. Maybe that's where it started to fall apart. But where it really got bad was the Wolfman. You could put him in a suit as soon as he changed full moon, click, boom, tore up. So, you know, it all sort of went downhill. We used to have a dress requirement for monsters. Now it's all hockey mask and chainsaws. <laughs> Woo! So I'll tell you what, Dracula, you got any last uh, thoughts you want to leave with uh, our Kiss Room army listening all around the planet getting ready for Halloween? I'd like to say thank you for anyone who loves Kiss and who loves Kiss meets the Phantom of the Park. I'm going to be at the Chiller Theater. They don't know I'm going to be there, but if you want to come by and get bit, I'll be in the lobby. Go to the Chiller Horror Theater uh, signing thing out there in New Jersey. Oh! <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, Dracula, why don't we put the coffin down and maybe we'll see if we can talk to Ken. Hold on one second. Ready? All right. Hello, Matt Porter. Look at that. Ken, how are you? I'm doing great. Woo! It's 
great. It's great to be in the kiss room live before your naked steaming ears. Well, you know what? I'm thrilled that you tuned in today because one of the things that I was that I wanted to talk to you about was think about this. Now today we're doing a special kiss room. It's October 27th. My first appearance ever on a podcast was October 28th, yes. 2011. Was the podcast where where we talked, uh, you know, Halloween memories? It was yourself, Gary Schaller. It's podcast number fifty two, and that was really my first ever appearance on a podcast of any kind. It was a marriage made in heaven or hell, depending <laughs> on how you look at it. But the kiss room and the podcast coming together, that really was the start of some really cool stuff, and it goes on to this day. I'm so glad. You know what, Matt? I'm going to do something live. Are you ready? Ready. This day in history, October 27th. <laughs> this, 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 this first date is a big one. I, I know that you've heard me tell the story about the night my uncle went to see Kiss in Youngstown, Ohio, and he woke me up. Right. On October 27th, 1974, Kiss is hotter than hell at Youngstown, Ohio. Wow. Check that out. That's nice. And I don't think... I honestly don't think they played Youngstown until last year again. So it's it's been quite a big gap. Of course, Cleveland's right there and everything else. But, yeah, so that's one of the nights that changed my life in history. October 27th, 1977, Kiss appears in an article printed by the Northeastern Ohio magazine Scene from Cleveland, Ohio. 1979, Kiss plays their Dynasty tour in Abilene, Texas. There's some, there's some cool stuff that happened on this day. In 1980, for all of our Australian listeners, a newspaper in Melbourne, Australia, called The Daily Mirror, prints a story about Kiss. 1982, while on a short promotional tour for their Creatures of the Night album, Kiss appears on the Mixer television program in Italy. And that's where we see that great Creatures of the Night footage with Ace. You know that, right? Absolutely. And, you know, you think about all the albums that came out around this time. Creatures of the Night, this was this was that time of year, to, to quote Vinnie Vincent and Mark Slaughter. Uh, in, in 1983, Showtime at the Apollo in Glasgow, Scotland, as Kiss performs live during the Lick It Up tour. 1984, Kiss rocks Gothenburg, Sweden on their animalized tour at the Scandinavia. There you go. 1986, you mentioned Vinnie Vincent. 1986, Vinnie Vincent Invasion releases their first video, Boys Are Gonna Rock, today. Their debut album went to number 66 with a bullet on the Billboard charts. It's the fastest selling album for Chrysalis Records at the time. The movie Trick or Treat came out this week. Yeah. A movie starring Gene Simmons. I don't know if I'd say star starring. Would you? I mean, he's in it. I... I I actually think I was in the movie longer than Gene was. Wake up, sleepyheads. It's party time! Yeah! <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was, I was leaning in. I was actually just going to do that when you started to do it. Oh, well, do it, man. <laughs> no, you nailed it. it. Oh, okay. <laughs> 1990, Kiss plays New Haven, Connecticut at the New Haven Coliseum on their Hot in the Shade tour. 1994, Peter Chris and his group Chris perform a concert tonight on his solo tour at the Blue Rock, which is located in Little Rock, Arkansas. Meanwhile, Ace Frehley brings his kick-ass tour into the hothouse at Toronto, Canada. 
I hope we're allowed to say the that A double S word, but if not, we just have to put a quarter in the swear jar. Nineteen ninety six Kiss Rocks Tingly or is it Tingly or Tingley Coliseum at tonight's concert in Albuquerque, New Mexico, on the Alive Worldwide ninety six ninety seven reunion tour. That was a, now that tour was a monster, right? <laughs> Oops, I gave something of a. Uh, Dracula sounds a lot like you, kid. <laughs> what was that? Dracula sounds a lot like you. Well, you know, if I've got the head cold and the schmilkes in my gadacticas, that happens. <laughs> Ow! Why he's howling, I don't know. 1998, Eric Singer is pounding away be behind the drum set while on tour with Brian May of Queen at the Colston Hall in Bristol, UK. 1999, Paul Stanley takes to the stage playing the lead role in The Phantom of the Opera in Andrew Lloyd Webber's Phantom of the Opera at the Pantages Theatre in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Two performances are held. 2006, Paul Stanley plays the House of Blues in Atlantic City, New Jersey on the fifth night of his Live to Win Tour. Hey, you know, we have confirmation on that. Steve Javorski just said, Ken Mills is right. Last year, which was a year to the day of the Rock and Pod, was the second time Kiss played Youngstown and he was there. So shout out to him. Hey, you know, I met him. Did, did, didn't I meet him and his lovely he wife? Sa they saved us on the bridge when uh, we were coming across to get some uh, barbecue. Absolutely. That's, and he was he and his wife were at the expo. Absolutely. You know, what is a woman that cute with, with that guy? Anyway, no, seriously, <laughs> two, two great people. Love them to pieces. Frankie Scalaro, hell of a guy. Love him. We'll see you soon. Uh, <laughs> And in 2013, Bruce Kulick is a special guest at the third annual Kiss Cruise fan pre-party at the Hard Rock Cafe in Miami, Florida. Proceeds from the event went to benefit the Wounded Warriors Project. Sophie Tweed Simmons appears in the Kiss Cruise pre-party and will call Miami in Miami, Florida. So here we are. It's that time of year for the Kiss Cruise. Everybody from Vinnie Vincent to Peter Chris to Ace Fraley, everybody's covered in this day in history, October Woo! 27. That was fantastic. I just slipped into Vince McMahon there a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. Well, I'll tell you what. Just a little bit. Any any Halloween shout-out you want to give? Well, not, not so much a Halloween shout-out. You know, we did episodes of our pop podcast all about the holiday season, and I just put up a monkeys episode for zilch so there's those things but you know halloween's a special time for us as kiss fans it's the one time of the year that you can walk into kmart in full kiss makeup and nobody gives you any crap for it right right <laughs> exactly <laughs> but there's there's also the fact all these great albums came out around this time and it was to me whenever the leaves start turning i start to think about all the classic great kiss albums and events that came out whether it's the tv shows like the paul lind halloween special or kiss on mad tv or kiss meets the phantom of the park or even kiss and scooby-doo you know how can you pass that up halloween's been very very good for kiss you know, you know if you had so. a big bowl of count chocula and any of those things you just named that sounds like a good time that sounds like a party <laughs> A very scary party. The Monster Mash. Oh! Well, thanks a but million, seriously. Dracula, and thanks a million, Ken. 
Well, seriously, everybody make it a kiss weekend. Be safe. Don't take any candy that's, you know, bad. Uh, and uh, treat the little ghouls and goblins good because that's really what it's all about. We as adults like to have fun with this holiday, but take your kids trick-or-treating and make it make it fun for them. Well, you know what I want to do? I'm going to take a break here, and I definitely want to send a shout-out to you and to Gary for giving me the opportunity to have been on the podcast back on October 28th, 2011. And since we're talking about Phantom of the Park, I'm going to play that clip where I talk about the time Anthony Zerby actually came here to Monco. Can, can I introduce it? Absolutely. Ready? Go. All right. This is Gene Simmons of the rock group Kiss, and here's Kiss 3 in the making. Matt Porter meets the podcast. I actually did meet Anthony Zerby, and it's kind of a funny story that, that goes back. It was, the, it was 2004, and I work at Montgomery County Community College. It's a, it's a community college outside of Philadelphia. I work in the communication program, and we have a really good theater program as well. And in the theater program, the one year, believe it or not, they had there was a lively arts show was Anthony Zerby and Roscoe Lee Brown were going to come in and do a spoken word, like a spoken word, very sophisticated spoken word show called Behind the Broken Word. And that was going to be on a Saturday night. And so the Friday night before the performance, they arranged for Anthony Zerby to come in during the day, and he's going to meet with the drama club. They're going to do a couple performances. He's there, and he's going to talk to them. So I saw the postcard for this when they started to advertise it. I hung it on my wall in my office. I'm I'm thrilled that the Phantom of the Park is going to come to Monaco. The the guys that I work with, my friends that, that run the theater program, they, you know, they said to me, well, you know, you support all these events. But why are you excited about this one? I said, look, I have to tell you, that's the Phantom of the Park. And, of course, they had no idea what Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park was. But the, the day of the fools. event. Well, they were fools. Somehow they managed to go all those years and not know. And, and I was going to educate them all. But the, uh, the day comes. We're in this small auditorium. And they're doing their, their presentation. And here comes Anthony Zerby. So I'm kind of geeking out because he's sitting now right behind me. And they finish their thing. And he's kind of of just milling around because he's going to get up and then talk to the group about you know the craft of acting and how great this is and you know being a geek i think we all know the the geek code you can't pounce immediately you have to kind of you don't want to scare anybody but i but yet i want an autograph so i i i the guys that were running it are kind of ribbing me okay did you get your autograph did you get your autograph Okay, I'm just I'm playing it cool, I'm playing it cool, but you know I'm not cool. So anyway, I come walking up, I pull out the poster, he, and I say, "Look, if I hate to bother you, but would you mind signing this?" And he puts his hand on my shoulder, looks at the poster, and he says, "You should be ashamed of yourself. This was the worst piece of." ever made and he just starts howling laughing and now all these kids who a second ago didn't even know who he was now they want to find out why am i having such a great conversation with him when you think about it, the kids that were in the audience are were college kids so they chances are they weren't even born at the time when phantom of the park was out let alone did they really you know have too much interest but of course now he's telling us all these great stories of making the movie and and you know doing all these things and having a screening and he actually said them you know you're not really going to put this on tv this just doesn't make any sense it's terrible <laughs> and he's he's talking about it like he's he can't believe it and so then he gets up and, and okay i have my autograph and he gets up and he's and he's going through the whole thing about being the tools of being an actor and this that, and the other and at some point somebody asks him a question that's you know uh what if you get a character that you don't like and he says well i have played 
despicable people, murderers, rapists, the worst people, even that character that you like. And he points right at me, and I say, oh, Abner Devereaux. And he says, Abner Devereaux. Abner Devereaux. That sounds like the kind of guy you could take home to your mom. And he Amazing. looks at me like he looks at me like, and you know you're crazy, which is true. And uh, so I got a good autograph and a good story out of that. Now, wow. when he when he put his hand on your shoulder and did all that, I mean, he was being he was being funny. He wasn't he was really being very funny. He was cool. very over the top, and and I think instantly realized, okay, this guy is, you know, if he's got the poster, he's clearly a fan of it. And like I said, in that room, this was not a room that I think really knew that much about him. I think he was happy that somebody in the room was like, you know, kind of, you know, very much a fan. And even his, I think it was his manager. I don't even know who it was. Had come over to me later, and she's like, well. You know, what is this? Like, I don't even think she knew what the movie was. And she looked, she says, well, that's the one thing I, I always get these requests about. And I said to her, look, I hate to tell you, I said, out of all the stuff that he's done and you can go through his filmography or whatever, the one that will live forever is Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park because we will always love it. And she's kind of looking at me like, you're nuts. Right. No, <laughs> well, she, you're right, though. You're right. It's true. Yeah. We've well, got to get him on the show. But it was a really neat experience. That's so cool that you, you can say to people, you met the Phantom of the Park. <laughs> well, Matt Porter, <laughs> now that you've told my story. <laughs> yeah, you know, and Chris posted, that is gold. And Craig Brower said, yeah, he totally agrees. Now, look, if you want, go back. It was uh, podcast number 52. That was our Halloween special, and it was originally released October 28th, 2011. That was before there was even a Kiss Room. The Kiss Room didn't even exist yet. But, uh, like, I want to send a shout-out. Cassius Morris, I had been on Creatures of the Net, and then Ken called me up and said, hey, look, you know, I want you to come on the podcast. And and then, you know, it's just a lot of fun. So it's just something that, uh, that we're always doing. And like we said, we're going to have fun. So I'm going to give you a couple shout-outs. I want you to mark your calendar. Ready? So November 3rd. I want you all, if you're in the in the area where I am, come to the Trum Tavern and see Stage 5 Clingers debut gig. My friend Andy Zonin's in that band. And, you know, look, you can come out and hang with your friends. November 4th, obviously, The Gathering 2 is happening at the Howlin' Wolf. You've heard Superfan Andy last month on the Kiss Room. He's been on the Kiss Fact podcast. You've heard him talking about it. If you go and you go to his party, which is obviously, it's happening right around the time of the cruise. It's not necessarily just a cruise party. It's, you know, it's anybody that's in New Orleans. Make sure you get up to him, get a Kiss Room button and a podcast button because I sent him about 100 of each. You know, and, and look, when you think about it, you can have all the most fun with all your friends. And when you think about the list of people that are coming to that that party. I mean, he they they have uh, you know so many people. It's just incredible. So that's going to be a lot of fun. So obviously, mark that on your calendar. If you're not going to be there, obviously November fourth. You heard Billy Davis on Podcast Rock City this last week. We talked about it last time on the Kiss Room. If you're up in the Long Island area, they have Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park. Again, we're talking about that. It's on the big screen at the Cinema Arts Center in Huntington, Long Island. His band is Unmasked, and they're a Kiss cover band that plays, uh, you know, acoustically pretty much everything, not costumes or anything like that, but they are having a trivia contest and prizes and a costume contest and everything like that. There's nothing cooler than sitting with all your friends and watching Kiss, so you got that. Now, look, I want you to mark all these dates. I got a whole bunch of dates for you that you're going to, these are important too. 
Friday, November 10th, we're back here with the Kiss Room. So obviously you're going to be back from Halloween. You're going to be back from the cruise. You're going to be looking for your next fun Kiss thing to do November 10th. But then on November 12th, Monco Radio is doing an event called Rockin' Cans, where it's going to be 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., live broadcast all day. And what we're doing is we're collecting cans of food. There's a, a young lady who had graduated from here, and I'm not going to go into the whole story, but she had started a, a blessing. It's called Jenna's Blessing Bags, and where she collects food for the homeless. And we are going to be collecting food and, and donating it to that. Uh, you can get raffle tickets. So if you're in this area, obviously in the Bluebell area, you can win a guitar. We have an acoustic guitar that we're giving away. We have a bunch of prizes that we're giving away. And here's how it ties in. If you come to the Kiss Room on November 10th, come down to the studio on November 10th, I'll give you Kiss Room buttons and podcast buttons when you donate your cans of food, and you can enter to win. So it's really something cool. You know, like I said, and Joe Pasolacqua, he actually posted a picture of himself in front of the ATC because it's the home of the Kiss Room. So look, you could do that too. So mark that on your date. Okay, ready? November 10th is the next Kiss Room. Sunday, November 12th is Rockin' Cans. You get a full day worth of Monco Radio programming. You could win. You're doing something good. It's all good karma for you. Now, mark this on your calendar. Saturday, December 2nd, Alive 75 is at the Sherman Theater in Stroudsburg, PA. Now, we will be doing a live kiss room from that event. The doors are opening at 6, and I'll be in the lobby broadcasting live when the doors open. So you got 6 to 8, we're going to be broadcasting live. Now, I want to see you all because obviously, like everything we talked about today, it seems to be the theme, get out and do something. When we talked to Danny Dahl earlier, he said, look, get off your couch, go out and do something fun. Whether you're going on the cruise, whether you're hanging with your friends watching Kiss Meets the Fan, and whether you're going out trick-or-treating, whether you're coming down here to Monaco, or whether you're going to meet me at the Alive 75 show in the Thur Sherman Theater, it's going to be great. I know um, we're going to bring some prizes we can raffle off, You can, you know, just for fun. Peter Arquette from Kiss Asylum, Kiss Museum, he will be there. You know that you're going to bring some extra cash. You can do all kind of Kissmas shopping there, because last time he was there, he had so many cool items for sale. I mean, people were going crazy because he's got all the best stuff. There is an opening band called The Sickness, which is a tribute to Black Sabbath. So you're going to get Black Sabbath and Kiss, and it's a live 75. I mean, they're great, you know, and they have all kinds of surprises, you know, keyed up for this show. Saturday, December 2nd, Sherman Theater. We will talk with Anthony DeLucia, who is Gene Simmons in a live 75. He's going to call in next time. I'm going to pick up this phone call right now, and what we're going to do is we're going to reset here in the Kiss Room on Monaco Radio. Let me get my 4 o'clock reset. We're going to talk next to, I'm going to get my notes. We're going to talk to all kind of fun people. Let me hit, just hit this, and I'll go right in. Ready? Meet, meet you in the Kiss Room. You're not allowed to smoke in the kiss room. You wanted the best and you got it. The hottest man in the land, Matt Porter. That's right, Kiss Army. We're into the second hour of the Kiss Room, and with any luck, on the phone right now should be Keith Valcourt, 
consultant on the Gene Simmons vault at Rhino Records. And you all know he's working with the God of Thunder on a one-of-a-kind musical experience. Keith, are you there? I, I am here. Good Fantastic. morning. Good, a- good afternoon where you are. Good morning. No, it's, actually, it's afternoon here as well. Good afternoon as well. You know, look, people are listening all over the planet. Whether you're in Australia, I think it's breakfast in the Kiss Room right now. We love that. So obviously, look, it, we're into the second hour of the Kiss Room. Everybody who's tuned in, I'm going to guess, is familiar with the Gene Simmons vault. We've all been talking about it. Everybody's been, it's been a great topic of conversation. Tell us how you got involved and what's been your role with the Gene Simmons vault project. Sure. So about a year ago, um, friends of mine have, have worked at Ryan. I worked at Capitol Records when I was much younger. I spent a good 10 years doing artist development at Capitol from there, I went on and uh, I had an uh, uh, illustrious acting career where I played the guy who walked in the room, said one thing, and left. <laughs> um, and so, uh, and in between that, somehow in between there, I was doing stand-up comedy. I got a job as a uh, as the music editor of the worst magazine in America, and uh, and I also write for the Washington Times. So, friends of mine had, had been at Rhino. My friend Dave Cap has been at Rhino for twenty-five some odd years, and I said to him, you know, if there's ever an opportunity to come on board at Rhino, it, it's a music person's dream. You know, everyone who works there, they're all about music. They're not about anything else. When I, when I left Capitol, it started, you know, at the end of the 80s into the 90s. It started not being about music. And about a year ago, Dave walked into Mark Pincus, the president of uh, Rhino's office, and sitting there on the couch was a Gene Simmons pillow pal. And to, to a little backstory, Mark is very much into the Grateful Dead. He's very much, he's a rock and roll guy. But Kiss is def, definitely not something that would normally be seen on his couch. So Dave said to Mark, hey, uh, you know, w- what is that all about? And, and Mark said, hey, yeah, you know, we had a meeting with Gene. There's this idea, this is crazy idea for this crazy box set. And then Mark goes, wait a minute, does Keith Valcourt still need a job? And Dave, Dave said, I think so. And I had just wrapped, I was working behind the scenes on the new Odd Couple and I just wrapped season three that day. And Dave called me up and said, hey, how would you like to do this? I met with Mark, and Mark said, okay, you would be the global project manager for Gene Simmons' The Vault. You would be the guy who spends far day-to-day with Gene Simmons. You'd be the guy on the road with Gene Simmons making The Vault a reality. You'd be the guy who would handle every aspect of this thing and turn GeneSimmonsVault.com into a reality. Take, take Gene's ideas and make them real. And here we are a year later, and the vault is real, and it's, it's crazy. It's, you know, it's the fact that this drawing that Gene put on a little piece of paper late one night while sitting up in his office is now a 38-pound metal and wood vault with solid wheels that holds 150 unreleased songs, that holds this giant book, that has this first-ever Gene Simmons non-makeup action figure and all kinds of other cool stuff. Uh, is amazing. You know, it's it's like a KISS fan winning, winning the lottery. I tell people my story about being nine years old and how KISS Destroyer was basically the gateway drug for me into rock and roll. My parents were super Christian. I wanted one thing for Christmas that year, and that was KISS Destroyer. And they said no, because, you know, as we all know, KISS uh, back then stood for Knights and Satan Services. And, uh, and, my, and they wouldn't let me have it. And Christmas morning rolled around, and I got a bunch of albums, and it was Billy Joel's The Stranger and Grease. But my godmother walked in the door, as defiant as, as all get out, carrying a copy of Kiss Destroyer, unwrapped under her arm, and handed it to me. And I played that thing nonstop for three weeks until it disappeared. And then four years later, I found it snapped in half behind my dad's bar. Uh, you know, un- unbeknownst to him, of course, a week after that, I went to the record store and bought a copy snuck it in the house and, of course, then found, found every Kiss album 
dressed to kill and, and snuck them all into the house one by one. Um, but it was, uh, you know, it was one of those things where it's just like it, to, to be able to be sitting here and have, have made this thing a reality is, is a thrill. I mean, I, I, you know, bottom line, just a KISS fan who got lucky and someone who, you know, was, was looking, to, looking to get back in, into the music business and, you know, got the, got the dream gig. So I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled, and I, I'm thrilled you guys are having us on to talk about it. I appreciate it a lot. Well, you know what? I'm thrilled, actually, to hear that you were a big KISS fan to get that opportunity because it is the, I think there is that kind of magic. Like, you know, they've had opening bands. Gene's out with his solo band, and he's been getting kind of local bands, and, and we have talked to a couple of them. There is that certain kind of dream when you say, wow, to, to be able to be on stage like that, but to have that opportunity as a KISS fan then to work with him. Now, obviously, it's going to kind of contrast reality. What was it like versus what you thought it might be like versus what it was actually like to work with Gene Simmons? Well, I mean, the, you know, the reality, I've been very lucky. I've, I've met a lot of people over the years. I've, I've interviewed uh, through, through various publications or I've worked with on different TV shows. A lot of, I, everyone from Frank Sinatra to the Rolling Stones to Van Halen, I've had some sort of contact with. So you go into it thinking one thing, and then you find the person. And, you know, the, the reality of working with Gene, it's funny, his, he, you know, people are like, oh, be careful, oh, oh he's difficult. And i got to say, he hasn't been difficult. I don't know if it's because we're creating something that he's wanted to do for 10 years and, and making the vault a reality, but I find uh, working with him, I find uh, mostly fun, and I, he's very funny, and uh, and and very kind, and you know he's been very very kind to me and 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 the people at Rhino and very giving. You know I tell people all the time the be, the best thing is when you go to his house. You know he's always doing licensing deals, so he's always getting merchandise in. So he's got his office, which is packed to the brim with everything you, every Kiss fan has ever dreamed of seeing: the pinball machines, the coffin, you name it, they're all in there. But in the hall are all the new arrivals, and every time you go to his house, we we, we bring someone up there to do business. At the end of the meeting, he turns into your kindly old Jewish grandfather, and he says, would you like some tchotchkes? And then he loads up your arms with T-shirts. And I just, I just got the, the, the Demon Waffle Maker, which is a big hit with my nine-year-old. And, you know, he's, so he's, he's it, it, the, the, uh, the greedy guy, the, the tough guy, the gruff guy. He's not. He's, a, he's, actually, you know, he's actually quite fun and quite funny to be around. And the, doing business with him is a, is a great thrill because he knows what he wants. And being able to make that a reality uh, is, is amazing. You know, you work with plenty of artists who don't really know what they want or have this vision or they think they know what they want. He's very precise. He knows what he wants. And, he, and, he, and with this whole project with The Vault, it was all about making his, his vision come to life and, and making everything the highest quality possible. So we're talking to Keith Valcourt. He's the consultant for Rhino Records on the Gene Simmons Vault. Some people are just commenting that the signal dropped out, but we're back now. So I'm just uh, refreshing that. Now, obviously, one of the things he said right off the bat was that he, you know, you wanted to turn his ideas into a reality. What were some of the like? We've all seen the pictures of him now. We've seen the giant vault. We've seen the action figure. The pictures are, are, you know, he's been on TV with it. Was there anything that was so crazy? That you couldn't do, or was there? What were some of the more crazy ideas that you, that he came in with originally? Well, I mean, the craziest idea in all of it, and we're actually doing it, is that he's going to hand deliver these to people <laughs> around the world. 
That's insane. You, you think of, think about growing up. Any single band that that any of us have loved. If you would, you think forever in a million years that you would buy a box set by an artist or buy a release by an artist and then go, okay, I'm going to go to this hotel ballroom and I'm going to sit in a room with this guy for five to ten minutes and we're going to talk and he's going to hand me the box set and then there's a party afterwards and he's going to play songs acoustic and I'm going to get to see have this intimate experience with 50 other Kiss fans. You know, we get the, the one-on-one time. I mean, that's that's insane. I, you know, we sat in a meeting and I said, wait a minute. I said, do you really realize that if you need, if you were going to go around and we're only making a few thousand of them, super limited edition, but even that, I said, we're going to have to spend the next two years, a year developing and making this thing a reality, and then another year going around and delivering in that. And he was like, yeah, okay. And I said, no, no, Gene. I go, we're going to have to go to all these places, A, once to do press, B, to hand these out, and you're really going to do this. And he goes, yes, I want to bring value back to music. I want to bring this to the fans, and I want to see their faces when I hand it to them. He goes, I don't want to ship it on Amazon and has it sit on their porch and they come home at the end of the day. He goes, I really want to see that. And that, to me, was the craziest idea because making a box set, eh, it's not crazy. You know, making an action figure without makeup and making the leather feel like leather and the jeans feel like jeans, that's not crazy. Hand-delivering that box set to every fan in, in, at these different events around the globe, that's crazy. You know what? That is amazing. And I think that's it does bring us to the one thing that I think most KISS fans are kind of divided on is the price. I mean, obviously, you're right. paying for the experience. And, and there was a Michael Cavaccini interviewed him, and there was a really good interview where they talk about it. And I mean, Gene goes right back to the well, a Rolls Royce costs what a Rolls Royce costs. And I mean, we all get it, I think, you know, that, that he wants. And, and look, first of all, you're absolutely right, is if he had just put out a box set and it was maybe at like just whatever price and you could go in and get it, it wouldn't have gotten the kind of buzz that it got. But the thing that I think sticks with most people is that while certainly there's going to be a lot of KISS fans that can afford a $2,000 one or the higher, you know, $25,000 or $50,000, believe me, $50,000, that'd be crazy. You know, you talk about winning the lottery. You'd have to win the lottery to get that. But the uh, I, I think from talking to a lot of fans, and I, I really do talk to a lot of the most hardcore fans, there's that feeling that there's a certain segment of us that are left out because, I mean, you know, you don't have $2,000 to go – to meet him, but but we all want the music. I mean, a lot of this music has been talked about. I mean, the Van Halen brother demos alone. Now, and obviously, I'm going to ask you if you've heard all the all the songs. But I mean, how do you kind of talk to the Kiss fans that say, you know what, I don't have the money for the experience, or I don't have money for the cruise, and I don't have money. The right. music has always been available. Like you know, even when they had different different selections of it, your album was still when you went to the Q Mart or the Woolworths or wherever it was ten dollars or whatever we were all had the baseline of the music and and now yeah. obviously over the last couple of decades it's gotten expensive if you want the meet and greet if you want this if you want that it is like going shopping a la carte what, what do you yeah. think about that i mean look look i, I get it I, look here's here's my analogy i drive a honda minivan not because i think a honda minivan is cool because that's what i can afford to drive you right. know what i mean so I get it. Yeah, not everyone can afford everything. I mean, and the reality is, look, this is, in, in recent years, we unfortunately have been programmed to think that music is free or that music has no value to it. When I worked at Capitol Records, I sat in a meeting, this was in 1991, and someone asked what we were going to do, what, what the label was going to do about digital downloading. And the president of Capitol, who was an older gentleman who was obviously of the same ostrich mindset that everyone who worked there was, said, nothing will replace the joy people have of going into record stores. People love to go into record stores and buy music. 
And if they download it, what are they going to do? Wait a week for us to mail them the art? Okay, so now, so here we are. We're decades later. Portions of the record business have been decimated. So I get it. Like, people are like, I want the music, and I just want to buy the music, and I just want to get the music on Spotify, or I just want to stream the music. Gene is not a proponent. He doesn't believe in digital music. He doesn't believe in that. He wanted this project to be something that brought value back to music. And I get it. It's not something everyone can afford. You know, again... We all, we all spend our money the way we can spend our money. We save our money the way we can spend our money. We pick our vices. We pick our luxuries. And we, we understand that. And that's why this is you know, a limited edition product that's not going to be available for a long period of time, and there are only a few thousand made. I understand the frustrations. Uh, uh, you know, all I can say is that this is, this is just the way he wanted to bring music back to the people. And the other value thing I have to add on to it, I mean, if you break it on down, okay, first of all, the box set weighs 38 pounds. It's made of metal and wood. There's the production cost of the box set. When people see the box set in person, I'm, I've been taking it around. I'm going to be on the Kiss Cruise in about a week. I'll have it with me there so people can touch it and feel it. People suddenly go, oh, I get it. I get why this costs as much as it does. It's a metal and wood box set. It's, it's an amazing piece of furniture. It's not like anything you've ever seen. <laughs> the, book, the book is this 50,000-word book with 10 CDs in it. It's super, it's super beautiful. There's all these great pictures. The action figure, the coin, the fact that Gene and I went through his archives and we picked hand-selected items from the Kiss. We went to the Kiss storage space three different times. We went to his attic. We went to his garage more times than I care to mention. And we pulled stuff. Different gifts from Gene, archive material, stuff from the 70s, you know, things that, things that he wanted everything to have a crackerjack element. So if you take all of that and then you put it in and you go, okay, also there's the meet and greet, which is the most intimate meet and greet ever. It's not the quick, hey, stand over here, let's take a quick picture, now get out. It's going to be, you know, something where you get to hang out. And then at night there's the acoustic, the sounds and stories. You know, if you broke it all down by cost, and again, $2,000 is a lot of money. But if you look at every single element and you put it all together, it's really not, it's not overpriced by any stretch of the imagination. Everything that you're getting for the two grand, if it was just a box set for the two grand, I could see people complaining, but it's not. It's the whole thing. People are paying twelve fifty to meet Kiss and Makeup, and they stand in front of them for a minute, and they take a snapshot, and they're out the door. You know, this is, this is $2,000, and you get this gigantic box set. The music's amazing. The stuff that's in it is super cool. And, you know, again, not everyone can afford everything. I would like a DeLorean. I don't have a DeLorean. I have a, uh, a minivan, you know, with dents on the side. That's just the, that's just, uh, that's the world, you know. We, we live where we live and we can afford what we can afford. And, unfortunately, Gene is not of the mindset of digital music or because, or, we, you know, we, believe me, we talked about doing iTunes and all kinds of other stuff. And, you know, he gives the example of his daughter, Sophie, who had 10 million streams of a song. And she got $263. Right. That, you know, you can't convince someone that they should do something when they look at the numbers and the numbers. Just, you know, this is someone who we all grew up buying his records, and they were only $10. But you know what? Millions of us bought them because that's how we got them. We didn't think about stealing them. We didn't think about walking into Woolworths and stealing a cassette or an 8-track. We, we bought it. And now, the, you know, the, the philosophy now is people don't want to pay for music and, at all, and that's unfortunately created this you know, different kind of marketplace where you've got high-end items and you've got stuff that's streaming for free and, and the middle ground is kind of decimated and it, it is what it is. Because that's, I remember when they put out their box set back in 2001, you could get, there was about four different versions. They had one that came in a full-size guitar case, one that came in kind of a mini guitar case, one that came in kind of just a small box. 
you know, and, and that was five discs, so it wasn't as big as the vault. But you did have those options, and obviously, yeah. you know, I, I bought the one that looks like a, like a half of a guitar case. And, and I think really what, you know, one of the things that you're absolutely right, the experience of getting it, you know, and then they had a meet and greet. It was Gene and Paul were up in New York City signing those, those guitar cases and, and, you know, signing a little the box set. And the experience is definitely part of it. I mean, certainly those of us who have been Kiss fans for so long, I still look, I'm going to be 50 next year, and I still get giddy when I see any of those original members of Kiss. And I mean, obviously, of you're course. working with them on a, on a much different level. And I think in my mind, I've always tried to keep them as the rock star heroes that I, that I love. And, and, you know, obviously, everybody has a book out, and you get all the dirt and things like that. But I think the, that experience of meeting him is still fascinating to me. And I, and I kind of look at myself sometimes and say, how come I still get that excited? You know, it's like, but, but it is somebody yeah, but- that we've listened to for so long, you know, and I, I totally get that. You know, I think, uh, so, I mean, when you're talking about that, will it be so limited edition that really whatever's made is just what's kind of sold for these experiences and that- then that will be it? That's correct. I mean, that's, that's exactly Gene's vision all along. You know, he wanted to do this for 10 years. And we were, and we, you know, we talked, again, we, we spent a year developing this. this it, it, we went over every potential, you know, should we do a smaller version? Should we do this? And that just, it, and he doesn't want to do any of that. And, yeah, it's it. I mean, it's a, it's a limited run. It's a few thousand. And when it's done, it's done. And, you know, our hope, look, we know, we know the realities of the markets. We know how people are. We know the pieces of the boxes will end up on eBay. We know that some idiot will go and, and upload it to a BitTorrent. And, you know, and if, again, we think we're hoping that the people who are lucky enough to take and value this and get it are not going to want to just put it out there. They're going to want to realize that they, you know, they worked hard to get this and they should cherish it and, and, they, and not share it with the world for free. And again, that's a big problem with the music business in general is that, you know, people like to do that. But we're hoping that with this people, because it's because it costs what it is and people have to work as hard as they are to get it and waited as long as they've waited, that they won't just go and dump it on the Internet for someone to steal. Plus, they're going to meet Gene right up close, and if he looks right. at them and says, now look, I don't want uh, to put this on the Internet, okay? You're a powerful and attractive man, but don't <laughs> upload this stuff. Yeah, I, I, you know, the, the, the time they spend with him will be, it, it will be less, less Gene telling them what to do and more, <laughs> you know, more, than, more them getting to, 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 like, ask him questions and, and talk to him and, and you know, See behind the the public gene a little bit. The re, getting getting to spend time with the real gene, who again is 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 quite funny to be around and uh, has great stories. You know, and and I get that's that feeling of being a fan. You know, look, I, I not that I'm counting, but I've been to his house 82 times, <laughs> and I not that not that I've written every one of those down a little notebook and made notes like a 14 year old girl. But you know, the, 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 that that thrill doesn't go away. I mean, these guys are they're, they're the icons of our youth. And again, for two thousand dollars to spend quality time with an icon of your youth, and to you know, and to get this thing, okay, you know, I save, you know, save up. That's that's all. I mean, I, again, I don't not to sound callous, but I gotta, you know, every month I gotta pay my kids' school tuition, I gotta pay my mortgage, I gotta pay everything else, and if I see something I want, I save up. You know, I, I that's that's just the reality. And to spend that kind of time with this with this guy is is, it, it, I think it's well worth it. 
So you're in the Kiss Room. We're talking to Keith Valcourt. He is the consultant, as you can tell, in the Gene Simmons vault from Rhino Records. Uh, one thing I, I looked up uh, on the internet that you also have an encyclopedic knowledge of music and from the 70s through the 80s in trivia. Talk a little bit about that. Uh, no, I mean, you know, look, we all we all have useless skills. Um, <laughs> and uh, and those I, 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 you know, I just when I was a kid, music was it. I, you know, I, I spent every like a lot of us, I spent every minute I could listening to music and finding out things about music. And we all came from the generation where we would collect albums and look at who, you know, oh my God, that guy, they recorded at this studio and that drummer played on that. And, you know, I, I, I will admit now I, I crested on 50, I turned 50 in August. And as I've gotten older, you know, my, I'm remembering less and I do a small kid. So they take up big portions of, uh, of my brain <laughs> right. uh, as far as, but yeah, I mean, just like, I'm like, Hey, yeah, uh, who, you know, people are like, Oh, who's a drummer for this? And, and I'm I just random crap that nobody cares about. And, uh, you know, and if, if Rock and Roll Jeopardy was still around, I often joked and and and, and said that I would end up being uh, the Ken Jennings of Rock and Roll Jeopardy. <laughs> but sadly, Rock and Roll Jeopardy didn't last more than a season. So, you know, now think about that. I, I loved hearing the fact that you were a Kiss fan growing up. What were your favorite bands growing up? Uh, it, it depends on the years. You know, as like as a kid, um, before Kiss, it was a lot of AM radio and the Pinto. We didn't. Um, we didn't have a lot of exposure to rock and roll uh, because my parents were, you know, my parents loved Barbra Streisand and Johnny Mathis. And so those were on heavy rotation in the house, and I knew that there was something wrong with those. Uh, and then, you know, then I discovered Kiss and then and The Who. I, I ended up being a giant fan of The Who. And then, you know, cresting into the 80s, um, uh, this, the clash meant a whole lot to me. And then, of course, you know, all the girls like New Wave. So I dyed part of my hair yellow and uh, started dressing like those idiots from England <laughs> so, that they, so that I could, and then, you know, started buying Flock of Seagulls records and Duran Duran records, knowing that they weren't really rock and roll, but that's what the girls liked. So, you know, you want the girl, you want that beer around the girls. Yes, um, indeed. Yeah, and then, and then Van Halen. I mean, Van, Van I, I, you know, I talk about stealing music. I have to admit, uh, one of the only times I got in trouble with the law is when I was, uh, I think, 11 years old. I stole an A-track of Van Halen 1 from a local chain called Ann and Hope in, uh, <laughs> in New England, where I grew up. And, uh, you know, that didn't go so well. They let me pay for it and let me out. And, and when, I, when I interviewed Ed years later, I did tell him that story, and he signed the A-track for me. Nice. But, um, yeah, yeah, that was enough. I mean, you know, and then and we had so many great classic, now they call them classic rock, but... You know, there were so many great bands like Bad Company and, and, and you know, even, even the poppier stuff like Foreigner and Sticks that, you know, you, from the 70s into the 80s, you were just like, there was so much great music out there that, you know, for whatever, it just, it was just, it was, again, after Destroyer, it was like, oh my God, this isn't Johnny Mathis, this isn't Barbara Streisand or Neil Diamond, what is this? And then I was able to kind of listen to all this different stuff and it opened up a full world. Well, you got that right, and I think you're talking to everybody who realizes exactly what that was like when they got their first Kiss album. Now, thinking about what you talked about, Gene gives you things when you leave his house. What kind of things have you gotten? Oh, man. Well, it, again, I'll be on the Kiss Cruise in a week, and if you see me on the Kiss Cruise, I will have a different Gene Simmons-related Kiss t-shirt every single day. <laughs> Those are all given to me. Um, he, I, I have the, the, the Waffle Makers, the newest and most amazing thing. Um, you know, you, to, to be able to, to make a waffle of his face is pretty uh, pretty fun. Um, you know, just very, I mean, various things. Not a lot of not a lot of the collectible stuff because we really we we gathered all that stuff up to put in the vault. 
you know, all the all the different stuff that you, uh, you know, like well, I, the the Kiss makeup kit from the from the seventies. We found one of those in storage. That's in one of the vaults. Wow. randomly. Yeah, the Howard the Duck comic book. We found a bunch of them in one of the storage spaces where Kiss, the first time Kiss is in a comic book, that's in the vault, one of the vaults, a couple of the vaults, and you know, different things like that. But you know, he just, I mean, Kiss, you know, a case of Kiss root beer, Kiss Army root beer. <laughs> You know, just whatever the newer stuff is is in, he's always like, "Oh, take that and take that and take that for your kids and take that for the office." And you know, it, it's again, and he doesn't have to give me anything. I, I, I've got this great job. That's that's payment enough. But he's always very, very kind to myself and the Rhino folks when we come by. I do think it's kind of amazing that when that was listed as there will be each one would have a different item, and you kind of go, "It's almost like that Willy Wonka kind of wow, what's yep. mine going to have?" And you know, and one thing, I mean, obviously you work for Rhino, and that's uh, got to be a cool job. And, and I think one thing you could pitch to Gene is I think for a Halloween album, he should do a cover of the Jumpin' Gene Simmons song, Haunted House, <laughs> right? That could be the A side. And then he could do the Monster Mash on the B side. He's out touring with that. He's got that great band. The guys in his band are phenomenal. So if Kiss doesn't want to do it, Gene Simmons' band could do it. Look, I'm talking A side, B side. You print them on a 45, everybody will go to the record store because I still go to the record store. But the uh, you know you could do a whole Halloween album and if you get on that now you got a year to get it ready for the Kiss Meets the Phantom 40th anniversary you could do a cover of Rip and Destroy which is a cover of Kiss doing a cover of a Kiss song so it's kind of cosmic right yeah no that's that's pretty <laughs> awesome I mean he 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 you know he listens to ideas but he's he's very uh, very clear on on what he's gonna what he's gonna what he's gonna do but uh, yeah I, I do echo your uh, sentiment though for the Gene Simmons solo band. I got to hang out with it. We were in Tokyo um, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, they're just amazing. I'm, I'm a great bunch of guys, an amazing bunch of players. And, you know, the fact that he's finally doing a solo band after all these years it opens up a world of possibilities. You don't, you, we don't really know what's going to, you know, what, where that could, that could lead to as well. So not a bad idea. You know, it's funny. We talk about the year 2017 in technology. I watched part of the Gene Simmons concert streaming from, I think it was Ryan Cook's phone. The guitar player had it up on stage and did half the concert I watched from like Spain or wherever they are, Mexico yep. or whatever. Bolivia, yeah. And yep. you're sitting there watching this kind of reverse angle. And I was like, man, I love technology. You know, and there I was sitting in my kiss room at home enjoying this from. A million miles away. I thought it was great. So, but yeah, they're fantastic. So, I mean, obviously, uh, we're talking about Gene Simmons, the vault. We're uh, we obviously from talking to you. We all got to save up our money because there will not be a less expensive version. But it's going to be coming, and everybody's excited about it. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 Gene, as Gene would say, it's my fiduciary duty to mention <laughs> Gene Simmons Vault. Dot com is the only place where you can get the Gene Simmons Vault. GeneSimmonsVault.com. A fiduciary being, of course, a big word like gymnasium, which is also something Gene likes to say. Keith, he has taught you well, and I'm sure he says you're a powerful and attractive man. No, he says I'm a powerful man. He doesn't say I'm attractive, which is great because, you know, when you're spending late nights hanging out with a guy, you don't want him to call you attractive. <laughs> awesome. Well, Keith Valcourt from Rhino Records, I thank you for calling in. Any last-minute words you want to say before you head off because you're ready for the cruise? It's fantastic. I'm, yeah, I'm very excited for the cruise. It's my first one, so that'll be, uh, that'll be a lot of fun. No, the only, the only words I can leave you with are, of course, GeneSimmonsVault.com. <laughs> well done. Thank you, Keith. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Take care. Thank you guys again. And you're in the Kiss Room on Mako Radio where music and minds meet.
sets behind every door I saw your eyes and I knew for the first time No It's Gene Simmons. You're listening to The Kiss Room on Montco Radio, but you knew that. That's right. And thanks to Keith Valcourt from Rhino Records talking all about the uh, Gene Simmons Vault. Go to GeneSimmonsVault.com and get that. That was pretty fantastic. I'll tell you, he, you know what? I think we all kind of know that is really what you're paying for is that experience. You're paying for the experience of meeting Gene. If you haven't met Gene, you know, if it's it's worth it. I wish I had $2,000. I mean, it really is something that, uh, you know, a lot of people are talking about. It has, in some ways, I feel like it has kind of divided the KISS Army to a certain, certain extent because you feel like you're left out and, and nobody wants to feel like they're left out. The one thing you can do when you're feeling left out, of course, is go to iTunes and subscribe to the Kiss Room and the podcast. That's free, and you get everything for free. It's like a vault itself. There's 10 years' worth of shows. But what might it sound like if Gene actually came to your house? That's $50,000. For just $50,000, Gene Simmons will come to your house and deliver your copy of the Gene Simmons Vault. Hello, I'm Gene Simmons from the rock group Kiss. It's a nice place you have here. Gene will deliver your copy of The Vault and then hang out for two full hours. Uh, say, do you have anything in the fridge? Maybe some ice cream or 
chocolate cake. Gene will do whatever you want. No, no, no. Now listen, I have the remote and we're watching this movie. Is, this, is there any popcorn? It's like he's part of the family. I'm sorry this movie's so long. Oh wait, I remember the butler did it. Aww. What? Oh, I'm sorry. It's just you and the demon. Gene, is everything all right in there? Yes, uh, everything is fine. But you may need a plunger and a mop. You will rock and roll all night and party every day. You know, I don't understand what's keeping them. They, they should be back here any minute now. I swear they said they'd come back to pick me up in two hours. I'll try to call them again. Oh, I'm low on minutes. Can I use your phone? Do you have a guest bedroom that I can sleep in by any chance? It's just you and the demon. You don't get any of the good channels, do you? Order your Gene Simmons Vault home experience today! That's right, the Gene Simmons Vault experience. I'll be coming to your house. Just think if it cost $50,000 to get me to your house, how much you'd pay to get rid of me. There you go. We're in the kiss room. Uh, that obviously is a spoof. I want to send a shout out to the great Ken Mills. Thank you to Keith Valcourt for calling in. Thanks to Ken Mills for calling in. Thanks to Danny Dahl from Wicked for calling in. We've had a great time. You know, really, it shoots by, and I really am excited. So many of you tuned in live. Uh, I played Live to, from Live to Win. That was Bulletproof. That was my favorite song off Paul's solo album from 2006. Uh, you know, it's obviously came out October 24th, 2006. I saw that tour on October 30th, 2006, and that's a whole other long story, which maybe I'll tell you after this. But what I really want you to do is I know a lot of you are listening live. If you want to call in, call 215-619-7366. That's 215-619-7366. We got probably 20 minutes left. Why don't we just talk to whoever's in the KISS Army wants to call in? We could go to a couple more songs. We have a little bit more time. I'd love to talk to all of you because you're in the KISS Room on Monaco Radio where music and minds meet. How about a little chamber music? A little chamber music. <laughs> Oh, that would be nice, but uh, where are the musicians? Locked up in a little chamber. <laughs> but I can summon them. Oh, they make such very soothing, quiet dinner music. You love them. We call them. Kiss. Oh, not unless you brush your fangs. <laughs> okay, boys, play something a little peaceful for Mr. Lynn.
That's right, Kiss Army. Of course, we're thinking about the Pauline Halloween special. Everybody remembers that. I mean, what a great time we had back in, uh, you know, 1976. Holy mackerel, it seems crazy. You know, and we've had a good time today on the Kiss Room. And what I'm going to do, since it is Halloween, what we're going to do is we're going to ring the doorbell like it's Halloween. And we're going to see who's at the door. <laughs> that would be your buddy, Christopher Goff. Chris, how are you? Now, Chris, Good, how are you? Chris, you're doing great. You posted some really cool pictures in the Kiss Room as we were all listening, and I really appreciate you calling in. And I know you just had a major kind of interview that you recorded for Kiss World Podcast. Tell us about it. Yeah, so the, the November episode drops on the 21st, and we were, which is the uh, birthday of the Kiss Army. And Candy and I were blessed with the opportunity to sit and chat with Mr. Bill Starkey for uh, almost two hours. So we got a lot of really great stories from him. And uh, we got some other cool stuff uh, slated for that episode as well, but we'll leave that up for November. That's fantastic. I mean, obviously, like you said, that is what is regarded as the birth of the Kiss Army. They had their uh, their show at Terre Haute, Indiana. Bill and Jay Evans and that whole group that, you know, is famous among Kiss fans for they were going to surround the radio station. And anybody that's listening to the Kiss Room, if you don't know the name Bill Starkey, I don't know why you're listening to the Kiss Room, but, you know, it's That's great. Right. So, you know. So, yeah, tell people about the Kiss World Podcast. Obviously, you got a bunch of episodes up there. Give a little bit of insight to people that are tuned into the Kiss Room. Yeah, we, uh, you know, every every month we just try to do something a little bit different. We try to have, uh, you know, one cool interview uh, for Andy, uh, for Candy and I to sit down and, and talk with and, uh, you know, play a few songs. Um, you know, just it just... It's not. It's not anything. Uh, you know, overbearing. It's just. It's a cool little podcast, little ham and egger type deal. Um, <laughs> you know, and we and we. You know, it, honestly, it, it all came about from for both of us. I think from from you know being fans of the Kiss Room. I mean, we just we love what you guys do, and and we wanted to uh, express ourselves in, in the same way. You know, Candy was doing the Wall of Sound through Rockers United, and then that shut down, and this was a good avenue for her to express herself as a kiss fan. So it all kind of worked out. I didn't have a co-host at the time. So it was kind of the, the hands of fate all coming together. Look at that. Shout out to Candy as well, you know, and, and there's some Kiss trivia that she had the first ever Kiss Room t-shirt because she made That's her right. own. So it's, uh, you know, it's always nice. That's so what are you right. doing for Halloween? Anything exciting? Yeah, I'm, I'm considering, uh, I live in a neighborhood with a lot of kids and they're kind of, I don't know, it's kind of old school around here. I was thinking about doing a Gene Simmons dress up and some blood spitting, see how many screams I can get. <laughs> Hopefully a lot. <laughs> Chris, any shout-outs you want to give to the Kiss Army listening around the world? Definitely. I would start off with my co-host, Candy Burton, up there in Ontario, Canada. Um, my buddy, Joe Ciambelli, right here in Detroit. Yeah. Um, I definitely want to give a shout-out to Steve Wright of the Potter Than Hell podcast, who I just talked to recently, real good guy. Cool, yeah. And, of course, Matt Porter and the crew in the Kiss Room, Ken Mills and the Podkiss crew. And, uh, it, yeah, it's, it's a great Kiss community, family. I love it. You know, it's uh, funny. And, we talk about the Kiss crew. I'm here for the first time in a long time by myself in the Kiss Room. Yeah. You know, it's like uh, it's a totally different experience just kind of talking to everybody from all around the planet. And no Kiss Room house band. Everybody will be back. I mean, obviously, we're back on November 10th, and we're going to have everybody here again. But this is the first time I've done a Kiss Room kind of solo in a long time. So it's, uh, you know, it's been fun. Well, I'll tell you, you, you held it together very well. I mean, there's some great interviews and some great entertainment. 
and great music on top of that. So you just, you know, you, you're, you're Matt Porter. You're the Matt Porter. You're, you're the, the consummate kiss professional. Hey, and shout out to Bobby Dreyer. He's in Florida right now, so he's probably listening in Disney World. If he's got us tuned in, he's usually here with me, and we usually do harem, you know, before the kiss room. But we actually right. had Let There Be Rock Radio. If you, you could tune in every Friday from 1 to 3, Brad Sacchetti does Let There Be Rock Radio, and I know a lot of you tuned in early and got a chance to hear him, and he was playing some great Halloween music, and he's on. He's a really cool kid, and he's a student here at Mako, and, uh, you know, you could always tune into that. There's something different, one to three. You know, obviously when Bobby's on, when we do a Kiss Room Friday, and then every Friday, three to five, there's something different, you know, whether it's the Grunge Garage, whether it's, you know, the Hackett and Deuce doing a show, or whether it's the Kiss Room, or whether it's Hard and Heavy. These, uh, you know, these three to five Fridays are a great way to start the weekend, so. So. Yeah, that's what I, I love about Monco is that you guys have a lot of great pro. We have college radio stations here, but they, they don't do half the stuff you guys do. So it's pretty amazing. Well, you know, I'm thrilled because we have a stronger lineup that we've had on Monco Radio in a long time. There's somebody different almost every hour, and you never know what you're going to get. You know, if you stay tuned from the Kiss Room, for those of you listening live, you can get the Baroque College Kids. He plays all kind of great music right after us on Fridays. You can all stay tuned to that. So it's, uh, you know, it's always something fun, and I'm thrilled. And we actually do have a new app coming, which will be the dedicated Monco Radio app coming soon. So uh, very good. So have a happy Halloween, Chris. Same to you, Matt. And I'll talk to you soon. All right, take care, brother. Now, if you're out there listening, if you want to dial two, I'm going to hang up the phone. Ready? See, this is me hanging up the phone. If you want to call in, 215-619-7366. We do have a couple more minutes left. Obviously, coming up Friday, November 10th, we're going to be back here with the Kiss Room. Sunday, November 12th, I told you about that earlier. We have our Rock and Cans event where you can bring in cans of food to Motco. I'll be here for a lot of that event. We're not broadcasting a Kiss Room on the 12th. Because, uh, you know, there's tons of other shows, but you can win all kind of cool things like a guitar, things like that. You can get all the info. We'll be coming soon to MontcoRadio.com. I gave you a lot of the info, but it is, it is great because obviously Monco Radio does give me the opportunity to broadcast live and directly to you. Mark your calendar, Sunday, December 2nd, a live 75 at the Sherman Theater. And then we look at that. See, now here's what we're going to do. So we're going to do this. And then, look, I'm going to hit the... Uh... Who's at the door? All right, who's at the door? Jerry Lee Watkins. What's going on, Jerry, buddy? how are you, pal? From the you know, rock and roll over, Revolution Radio. Hey, Great to hear it. from you, pal. What's going on? I'm sorry to hear your solo today in the Kiss Room. There is a, a, a big empty hole without the Kiss Room house band. But uh, we're getting through. Well, you know, you know what's funny is because it's Halloween, too, I'm dressed in a full Gene Simmons costume right now, and nobody's here to take my picture. So it's really, you know, it, it would be great. You can always take a selfie. <laughs> so what's happening, pal? Nothing. I just wanted to call in. I'm stuck in traffic. Listen to Kiss Room on the way to my gig. Just wanted to say hi to everybody and have a great and safe Halloween. Happy Halloween. Absolutely. And you, same, you and your family as well. And uh, we'll see you next week. Next week or two weeks, right? So, you know, November 10th. Friday, November 10th. So we'll be back in like two weeks. So, you know, we're getting ready for... Uh, Rocking Cans event here at Monco. We're going to be getting ready for Thanksgiving. All the favorite kind of things. This year's going to fly by. So Yeah, it's going to be cool. And I'm going to head up to the Sherman Theater to see Live 75 this time, too. Oh, it's going to be it's great. Gonna be, yeah, it's going to be a great night. All right, I'm going to head out. Thanks, gotta, Jerry. Shoot on down the road. See Talk to you soon. Thanks. Rock and roll kiss. 
com, rockandrollkiss.com. Check out our YouTube. Check out our schedule. We love to play Kiss music of any type. And we love Kiss fans. See you, Matt. Look at that. Thanks, Jerry. We'll talk to you soon. We love KISS fans. We're here in the KISS room. If you want to call in, 215-619-7366. I got about four more minutes. Like I said, we got all those dates coming up. It's fantastic. I do want to send a shout-out to my mom. Uh, you know, it's, she's probably not even listening, but I always think back the Halloween of 1978 where we dressed as KISS. And it was my brother Anthony and my brother Phil and our friend Dwayne Landis, people that we have known all our lives. And we walked in the Halloween parade that year, and we won as a group, got these little silver dollars and it is one of my favorite kiss memories and really one of my favorite you know halloween memories was that year that was when 1978 the first time i ever put on kiss makeup and, and there's a couple pictures of me as peter chris a young 10 year old matt uh you know our costumes were not uh you know tribute band quality ready but they were great and and so if my mom's listening thank you for making us those costumes mom and dad made us great costumes we had uh, a guitar that actually was the uh, cardboard cutout of a guitar with it was taped to a tape recorder and we could hit the play button and have the music come on and we were right there and we walked around and you know it was a lot of aluminum foil and uh, tin foil it was great and I, it's one of those memories i have and hopefully you're all out there going to make some good memories of halloween of your own we shared my halloween memories with the phantom of the park of the podcast we had some great new stuff i do want to thank danny Dahl for calling in from wicked obviously their new video is out you're going to love it uh, you know what? We met them at the New Jersey Kiss Expo, like I said, and I think they're a young band that's on to something good. They, you definitely want to go to their Facebook page and connect with them because I have a feeling that they will have a lot of announcements coming up because they're working on a lot of things. I want to send a shout-out Bob Aquaviva as their manager. He's the one that really hooked that up for me, and I do appreciate that a lot, and that was something that was fun to talk to him I want to send a shout-out to Keith Valcourt from GeneSimmonsVault.com and the Gene Simmons Vault Project from Rhino Records. That was fun. I mean, obviously, look, you got to save up your money. He said it. They're not going to make more. They're not going to make a cheaper version. So, uh, you know, some of us will be left out of that. But, hey, all I got to rock. It all ties together. Look, now what we're going to do, we're going to go back to our phone here. I'm going to cue up the sound effect of the doorbell. Who's there? It's Dottie Jones. How are you? Dottie, how are you? Kiss Room veteran. You've been you've been out the, up here a couple times. How are you? Any Halloween uh, plans? Uh, well, no, not really. Well, no, we're, we're having a uh, Halloween game night at my church for the kids. That sounds so fantastic. Now, are you dressing up? No, I haven't had time to put anything together. Any any shout-outs? We're going to roll into our ending here. Any shout-outs you oh. want to give your Kiss Army friends? Oh, absolutely. Shout out to Robert Bentley, my brother from yeah, another month. Yeah, Bob Bentley, the demon of Nashville. That's right. <laughs> and, of course, to you and and uh, your lovely wife, Amy, who, you know, lets you do what you love to do. <laughs> she does so, let me out of the house. Yes, she does. That's good. And, of course, the uh, memory that came to mind was uh, you were there October, I believe it was October 30, 2006, where I made, MMR made a dream come true and I met Paul Stanley. That's right. That's right. Oh, my God. I can't believe that. <laughs> that was great yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah, I just I played that Bulletproof off the album because this time of year always does remind me of when that album came out and, and mm -hmm. seeing that show and send a shout-out to Chris Giordano. Obviously, Chris got to sing I Want You that night at the TLA. It was great. Uh, yeah, yeah, I saw Paul at the House of Blues. That is fantastic. Yeah. Well, have a happy Halloween, Dad. I got to wrap it up because there is a show okay. coming in here, which is the Baroque College Kids. They're coming Ooh. up next. 
So, All right. Thanks a million, Dot. Okay, you take care. Talk to you later. See you. Bye-bye. So look, everybody that called in, and obviously thanks to Ken Mills. Ken called in, and uh, he was Dracula, and he was Ken Mills. We even got a live day in history, which was great fun. And we really do try and just have all the most fun. You know that if you're tuned into the Kiss Room. So come back again Friday, November 10th. I really want to thank everybody that listens every month. If you're going on the cruise, have the best time ever. Post lots of pictures from the gathering. If you get a Kiss Room or podcast button from Superfan Andy, make sure you take a picture and tag me in it so I can have some fun. I will be sitting in the bathtub with some beer and, and maybe a... Uh, plastic uh, ship during the listen to kiss music while the cruise is going on that'll be as close as i get you know but hey you never know it's all the most fun i hope you all have a happy halloween we're having the best time ever here in the kiss room i do want you to stay tuned for the baroque college kids he's coming up next at five o'clock i do really want to thank everybody that tuned in you're the best go to the kissroom.com check out the new wicked video and really what we're going to do is we're going to give Ken the last word because I have it queued up. We listen to a lot of KISS podcasts. I love lots of KISS podcasts. And you're going to listen to them all. Here's some promos in three, two, one. See, I stole that from Joe Polo because I love podcasts, Rock City. But, hey, look, have a great Halloween, people. Check out these ads from the following shows. We are proud to call them the friends of the Podkiss Network. We are one. We're a scene, man. That's right, Kiss Army. We're having a rock and roll party, and you are invited. Tune into the Strange Ways Kiss Podcast and hang out with your Kiss Army brothers, Jody Habnock, Clinton Harris, and D Rock. Join us where we celebrate and discuss the gods of thunder. That's Strange Ways Kiss Podcast. You can find us on Facebook or Podomatic.com. We'll see you there. Podcast Rock City. What's up, everybody? This is Joe from Podcast Rock City, where every week, me and my crew will bring you the KISS news of the week. Look at us as kind of a KISS version of Meet the Press, your source for KISS news every week. We're on iTunes, Podomatic, Twitter, and Facebook. All right, KISS Army. Since 2007... You've been getting podcast, the Kiss Audio fanzine for your ears. That's right, it's your podcast. Every month, the podcast crew, along with the Kiss Room, brings you Kiss Talk like no one else, whether it be roundtables, interviews with the band past and present, analysis, and great Kiss fun. Hi, this is Ace Frehley, and you're listening to Podcast. Hi, this is Bruce Kulick, and you're listening to Podcast. The Podcast. The Kiss Audio fanzine for your ears. Kistery Science Theater, the most civilized. Yeah. Oh, f- <laughs> oh, f- <laughs> come on. <laughs> Respectful. Just imagine Gene it's with like, like a with like a washtub bath. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. <laughs> And serious. No, wait. Excuse me, Bob. You're going to come over and do my album. <laughs> Kiss Podcast on the web. History Science Theater. We bust balls because we can. Hey, everybody. I'm Aaron. And I'm Chris. And we're from the Decibel Geek Podcast. And if you love this...
and you'll love us. That's right. Brand new episode every single Monday. You can find us on iTunes and at decibelgeek.com. And the best thing is, it's rock and roll, and it's always free. Hey, I'm Dr. F***. And I'm the Ayatollah of Alcohola. And we are from the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. If you want to check out some crazy, uncensored, unbiased, totally nuts reviews of classic hard rock and heavy metal albums, check us out. You can get us on Podbean and iTunes. New episodes every Sunday. How do I get a backstage pass? Yeah, you're listening to Harold. Grab your hairspray and your sister's makeup and try to fit in those spandex again. Join me, Bobby Dreyer, along with Matt Porter, every second Friday of each month from 1 to 3, right before the Kiss Room, on Marco Radio, where music and minds meet. <laughs> One hell of an audience tonight. Why don't you give yourselves a round of applause? i tell you something. You know, a lot of bands like to brag about their fans. Now, naturally, you better believe we brag about you, but we want you to know something. We want you to know, we know that you are our fans, but don't you ever forget, we are your fans! We love you! Thank you for listening to The Kiss Room. Stay tuned to Montco Radio. last minute crazy things you want to say to conform with expectations no but i will say something to anybody out there that's you know the weird guy or the weird girl that always has the weird things that they do that their friends put them down for don't think it's so weird maybe someday somebody will let you give you the chance to make a living out of it you just stick to it you'd be weird happy halloween everybody here's a little bonus halloween I'm going to tag on the end of the episode just for you. Have a happy Halloween. You're in the Kiss Room on Mako Radio where music and minds meet. I didn't believe about Haunted Hill. No, no, not I. So one night, they went up to 
haunted hill. The moon was as bright as could be. For a second, I thought I heard footsteps. But there was no one following me. I thought I heard a window slam as I was walking up the winding path. And when I tried to open the door, I heard this hideous, eerie laugh. The door of the house trembled and creaked, and suddenly, suddenly it flung open wide, and I felt icy fingers on my shoulders, and voices beckoned me to come inside. Strange organ music filled the room. Voices were shrieking everywhere. The wind blew the door shut, and I felt something crawling in my hair. When I turned to look behind me, I cannot believe what I just seen. There was a witch and a skeleton dancing, and a voice cried out with a scream. Out of nowhere, a floating candle appeared and was guiding me down a long, dark hall. Suddenly, I saw the face of Dracula. The candle blew out and I started to fall. Fall. I heard the wolfman growling behind me. There were chains, thumps, and shouts. I crawled and ran from room to room, but I never could get out. I tried my best to leave that house. In fact, I am there still. So won't you come and try to find me at the house on Haunted Hill? <laughs> <laughs> so listen all you uh, little weirdos out there please do old Chucky a favor won't you try and come and find me at the house on Haunted Hill <laughs> I'll be looking for you <laughs> <laughs> Come, if you dare. <laughs>